0: The Trader Cobb Crypto Show, talking business in blockchain.
1: Good, everybody, and welcome to the Trader Cobb Crypto Show. Today, we've got uh, Andrew Kegel, who's uh, the CEO of Hut 8 Mining. Now, you might remember watching me interview Andrew back when I was in Consensus in May when we first met, when Hut 8 was sort of getting its momentum and getting ready for its rollout. And of course, we're a few months on now. I'm really excited to hear how everything's going, Andrew. So, uh, thank you so much for being on the show, and uh, I guess welcome back. Thank you very much. Happy to be back on. Good, good. Hey, look, um, just for uh, – because we, we've picked up an awful lot of listeners since, uh, since Consensus that might not have been familiar uh, with Hut8 and what you're doing. So if you wouldn't mind just uh, giving the guys and girls out there in uh, listener land a bit of an idea of what Hut8 is and uh, what you guys are doing. Sure. So we are the largest cryptocurrency mining company in Canada now. We have an exclusive
0: partnership with the Bitfury Group, which is the second largest ASIC chip manufacturer in the world. Um, Essentially, we have a large scale industrial operations in Alberta. We trade publicly and the idea is to provide investors with exposure to Bitcoin, but without having to go and create the the online wallets and deal with the the security underlying that. So people who buy into HUT8, our company, have a sort of secure and simple way to
1: invest and get exposure to Bitcoin without having to do all the, the online stuff. Excellent. So basically, to make it very, very simple, you, you're basically a listed company that you can have access to um, or exposure to Bitcoin, which at the time we spoke about that, I thought it was a fantastic idea. I stand by that. I think it's a it's a great idea and provided that uh, that obviously Bitcoin survives, which I don't see that going anywhere and that uh, the hash rate doesn't exceed the price. We'll talk about that in a minute. It's, uh, it's a very good model. You actually said it was the best idea you had heard at the time. You're absolutely dead set right. You can go back and you can see me say that. Uh, it's on the record, and I stand by that. I mean, it's, uh, as, as you know, Andrew, I've been uh, looking and exploring into the land of mining because I just think it's a wonderful, wonderful business model, and uh, certainly yours made a lot of sense. So have you guys set up? I mean, where, where is Hut 8 up now? Yeah, so the company is
0: headquartered in Toronto, Canada, but we have our, all of our operations in Alberta, Canada. The reason that it's in Alberta is there's a lot of trapped – Natural uh, gas there, and so the availability of cheap electricity is is quite good there. So we have uh, these block boxes set up there. Each block box is about one point two megawatts of power consumption. We've got fifty seven of them set up in Alberta. So in total, uh, sixty six point seven megawatts and about four hundred and ninety petahash a second that's produced through those operations.
1: Wow! So you've got that because uh, last time we were speaking, I think you were at about. 10, was it ten Bitcoin a day or a week? Is that right? And now you you were upping it to fifty to sixty, something along those sort of lines. If, I might, correct me if I'm wrong. No, you're 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 absolutely right about that. I think
0: that the numbers had we been at the network hash rate that we were at when we spoke several months ago, today we would be doing that much Bitcoin per day. Um, What's happened since, though, and you touched upon it, is that the network hash rate has just exploded in, in, in growth. And so, you know, I think it's up to something like 50,000 petahash a second now or something like that, which is probably about a 400% increase from when we last spoke. So, what ends up happening under that scenario is our 480 petahash would have been a, a lot more powerful a few months ago than it is today. So, um, On today's basis, in terms of what we're mining, we're mining sort of between twenty to
1: twenty-four Bitcoin a day. Wow, that's still a lot of Bitcoin. So let's talk about the hash rate because for those, I mean, look in layman's terms, effectively the hash rate is is linked back to what you get paid, right?
0: Well, yes, it's 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 how the the network hash rate is. You know, the way you win the 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 cryptology puzzle, the the Bitcoin reward to, to. is by guessing at this cryptology puzzle. And so what these mining machines do is they're just how many s- different guesses can they do at a time. So a petahash is I think how many quintillion guesses per second uh, are done. Like that's what kind of numbers we're talking about here. And we have 490 approximately. So that's like a huge amount of guesses every second at this puzzle. But the more people that are trying to guess it, your your probability of getting it goes down because it's purely, it, it's. You know, it's just guessing numbers. So what's happening, right, and so because it's gone up 400%, um, our efficiency of, of mining goes down by that amount as well, or by, by a huge amount as well, because it just means there's just that much more competition.
1: So does that effectively mean, right, so does that effectively mean that um – um as the hatch rate increases, you need to see the price increase as well because you're effectively mining less. So you're, you're mining one quarter of what you were when we spoke uh, back in May and you're just hoping that the price continues to increase so that you can mine less but make the same amount or more, Correct.
0: Yeah, so we're still profitable at these levels. Our our cost per Bitcoin in the last quarter uh, went up from about $2,000 in the first quarter. And then for the last quarter ended it it June 30th. Our price was about $2,700 per coin. So we still have a a very good cushion. But the algorithm, the SHA-256 algorithm uh, was conceived so that uh, what was supposed to happen is if there's a lot of people are out there trying to guess at the cryptology so that the network hash rate is high, because the price of Bitcoin is high. So people are sort of acting in an economically rational fashion. As the price of Bitcoin comes down, it's supposed to bring people out of the market because then uh, a lot of people are priced out. What's happened this year, essentially over the last seven months is that the price of Bitcoin has declined by 70% and the network cash rate has gone up by 400%. And so it's sort of a perfect storm acting against the economics of, of being a miner. So it's it's been a strange year because that's not what would, is logically supposed to happen.
1: So let's be clear that so effectively, you've got a perfect storm of uh, hash rate increasing, Bitcoin price decreasing for the year for the most part. Is and you're still profitable. We've we know that you know you're mining around uh, twenty seven hundred per Bitcoin currently. We're sitting at what seven thousand sixty dollars. So you know we're not win a chicken dinner all the way to the bank. Um, bottom line is that. Is this uh, like I guess the the, the correlation between um, the hash rate going up was also Bitcoin going up with it? That correlation having decoupled, is that sending a lot of the smaller mining operations out of business? Because admittedly, you, you guys have raised you've, you you know you are mining twenty four Bitcoin a day. I'm sure that there are not that many operations out there uh, in the community that are doing that so- those sorts of numbers. Is it wiping out um, a lot of the miners?
0: Yeah, so it is. Um, you know, there's a lot of studies out there. I think the average price for a lot of miners is, is has to be at least twice our price, and so I think you know I get at least one call a week from existing mining operations and and the you know whoever is running those trying to sell me their operations because they're not making any money. But I think there's a lot of fire sales going on. So people are trying to sell a lot of old equipment, a lot of older Bitmain equipment that's out there for sale. And it's at huge discounts to what it would cost, you know, whatever the cost was when they bought it. And, and most of this equipment was all ordered when Bitcoin was at $20,000. Everybody ordered the stuff. They're not making any money and they're trying to sell it for cheap. So what I think is happening is, is that that's contributing to the increase in the network cash rate is that there's all this equipment that was ordered uh, it's not economical anymore, so people are just selling it for cheap. So whoever's buying the stuff for cheap, it becomes somewhat more economical.
1: Right. So, I mean, we've got, a, we, we've got a supply and demand issue there. So basically, there's a lot of people that had come in, they'd spent their money. Everyone, everyone buys a lot when Bitcoin's going to run. Uh, everyone's happy to spend their money there because it, that's, that's just the way it goes, right? So everyone went out and bought a bunch of these rigs uh, at a profitable rate of $20,000 of Bitcoin so they could actually do well. <clears throat> of course, now Bitcoin's fallen quite dramatically from those highs. And these people are going, well, geez, uh, it's not going to work so much for me anymore because of what they paid. So now, if we were to say, if one mining rig was to be $1,000, are we saying we're picking them up $50, $100? What, what sort of deep discounts are we looking at out there at the moment?
0: I've heard sort of 70% discounts from peak pricing. But So, but some of this stuff is also older equipment. So, you know, I I wouldn't suggest anybody go out there now and pick up, you know, something that has 16 nanometer chips in it. Like that's last generation technology that is soon going to be, you know, useless technology. So that's the the efficiency of of the ASIC chip. And, you know, GMO out of Japan has just released a seven nanometer chip, which I'm, I'm told is not producing quite to expectations, but should once it's perfected, I assume over the next 12 months. Take that, you know, the ASIC chip to the next level. And, you know, I know everybody's working on that. So if you have old technology, you might be buying it at a 70%
1: discount, but it's probably going to be obsolete in six to eight months. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. I, I get you there. So, I mean, whilst we're on this whole um, the progress of the chips and whatnot, and, and, and where we're up to, I mean, there's there's two main ones out there. We, we saw the headlines earlier. Well, I think it was about a month ago, or even less than a month ago, about uh, Bitmain having uh, you know, made a billion dollars profit in the first quarter of this year. Now, I know that you work with the guys at Bitfury, uh, probably Bitmain's uh, biggest rival or competitor or whatever you want to call it. Now. For the people that at home that are, that are thinking about mining, considering mining, or getting into trying to understand the space, what's the real difference between the two? So why would you go for one over the other if if both are selling what they claim to be up to date, um, you know, the best technology available on the market for mining right now? Why would you go with, say, BitFury over Bitmain? Right. So that, that's an excellent question. So if you look at the the Bitmain product,
0: they they sell what they call machines like the the ant miners and those have the chips buried inside them and you buy them on this sort of a smaller scale depending on the efficiency for you know and 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 those i think were originally built for people to stick in their basements or their dorm rooms it was more for the the hobbyist miner where bitfury is different is that they have something that's much more industrial and it's much more for the for the larger scale miner so we use their block box technology Each block box is a 40-foot-wide shipping container that is a self-contained data center. Each one has about 106,000 ASIC chips. So one of the key differences here is that our self-contained data center is is portable, but it's also easily upgradable. For anybody who's mining with a Bitmain product, you have this machine. Once the chip in it goes past past its useful life or gets burned out, you have to take that whole machine and guess what? It's worth, you know, the value of the scrap metal. Uh, you can't do much with it. So for the large scale miners that are using the the Bitmain product, when the, when the CapEx requirement comes over the next two years, they've literally have to rip off everything out of the walls and replace it. With the Bitfury technology, uh, because everything is on these, uh, mobile racks within our, our shipping containers, we can just pull out the cabinet and just replace the chips. So we'll be able to move from we're currently using 14 nanometer chips. And once the seven nanometers are ready, we'll be able to do that. And that's a much cheaper upgrade cost. I think our cost to upgrade will be about half of that of, uh, you know, people, you know, mining companies that are using Bitmain product.
1: Okay, so there is there is a difference. Um, you guys now know what that difference is in the most obvious or the most plain language, I suppose, that we've ever heard because yeah, I think a lot of people get a bit confused about the mining operations and, and what goes on there. And that look, I've got no issue with that. I mean, the thing is, is that we, we try and focus on what we're good at and we invest in things that we believe in. You know, that's the whole point of this space and what's brought out a lot of people, brought forward a lot of people to invest in crypto assets as a class. Now, of course, you're not a crypto asset as such. You're a listed company. Uh, that is in this space, mining Bitcoin. So the whole point of Hut8 is to help the, I suppose, everyday human that doesn't understand all of what we've talked about so far, doesn't care about the hash rate, doesn't give two hoots about the cost of mining Bitcoin um, for themselves or the difference between Bitfury or Bitmain. They're more interested in going, well, I don't know what to do. Can I put my money in the hands of somebody who does? So with that being said, what – I mean, Hut8, obviously, publicly listed company, mining Bitcoin – what is your um, correlation in share price to Bitcoin right now? Do you have a number on that? Yeah, it's been, uh,
0: since we listed back in March, the correlation has been 84%. Um, so I think that's that's pretty good. We also hold the Bitcoin. So if you were to go to our website, which is hud8mining.com, uh, right on the landing page, it'll tell you how many Bitcoin we've mined. Uh, if you click on there, you can find how many we've retained. You can see that. So, we're currently sitting on over 2,400 Bitcoin uh, that we have stored safely. And uh, yeah, and I think we provide, you know, you look at the US and everybody's trying to get, you know, these very large mutual fund companies, the largest mutual fund companies in the world are trying to get these exchange traded funds, the ETFs approved by the SEC, not because they think they're going to run a a 50 or hundred million dollar fund, because they know there's a Billions and billions of dollars of, of people who want exposure to Bitcoin. They just don't want to go through the, the whole online wallet process. Well, HUD 8 actually provides you that. Um, you know, we're as close to a listed sort of ETF as there is because we're holding Bitcoin that we mine and um, we have an 84 percent correlation. So I think that's um, that's exactly what we wanted to provide to people who have been scared. You know, I talked to a lot of doctors and lawyers and accountants. And I always ask them, have you tried to open a Bitcoin account to buy Bitcoin? And the answer is always yes. And they ask, well, did you buy any? No. Why not? Well, I had to take a picture of my passport and they wanted a you know, my bank account number. You know, that's a tough hurdle. It's a, it's a big leap of faith for people who are not familiar with the, with the space. I couldn't agree Oh,
1: and that, that's the whole thing. Man. There's so much chatter about the ETF. I mean, you've kind of swooped in underneath. You're very well positioned, mate. You, you've got in early enough, um, and I'm I'm stoked for where you're at. I mean, the 84% correlation to Bitcoin, that means basically for anybody who wants some exposure, they can sit this in the side of their funds, their pension funds. Are, when Australia got superannuation, it's actually a listed company for people to get access to. It's something that people are more comfortable with. The fact that it's 84% correlated to Bitcoin, bottom line is you're mining Bitcoin at the moment for 2700 US per Bitcoin, and we're sitting right now at 7,053. And by the time this goes out, I hope we're higher than that. We are in a nice uptrend, and the market does look a little bit more buoyant. Uh, there'll probably be some more ups and downs. I mean, that's what cryptocurrency, that's what Bitcoin does. But the bottom line is this business plan that you've got, mate, it is very sound, it is up and running, and uh, it is working out really well. So, how would people, I mean, the obvious way is to go and go to hut8mining.com. But, I mean, do people need to speak to their, you know, a lot of people don't want to do it hands-on do they ask their financial planners what's the easiest road to uh to investing in the company yeah i think you just contact your financial planner
0: um the the ticker symbol it trades on uh in the us on the otc under the ticker symbol hutmf and it trades in canada and the toronto venture exchange under the symbol hut um so, you know, both very good markets. We, we are looking uh, down the road to list on um, the NASDAQ in the U.S. for more profile. But yeah, you essentially just you call your broker and say this is a here's the, the company, the ticker symbol, and they can purchase it for you.
1: Well, mate, again, an absolute pleasure having you on the show. I love getting the insight into uh, into the mining side of things and what you're up to. It's great to hear that uh, things are going fantastically well. It was it was uh, inspiring to hear your story uh, when I was in uh, New York when we first met, and it's great to hear you continue to uh, kick goals. And for those who are looking for a bit of exposure but might not want to jump into the markets two feet first uh, and have to learn everything about this space, uh, get across to hut8mining.com, Andrew been a pleasure mate thanks so much for being on the show again thank you very much it's been great Excellent guys well that's the show have a good day bye for now
0: the Trader Cob crypto podcast is hosted by Craig Cobb. All Trader Cob courses products and tools can be found at tradercob.com because experience matters.